Hi friends, welcome to the Atkin Examine. Before we get started, I wanted to make two quick announcements. The first is that today, March 19th, our recording for our worship service went out, uh, which is fine. We still have a recording of it. It's just on YouTube, and YouTube doesn't let you download live stream things for 24 hours. So to make sure you get a Monday morning examine, uh, I'm putting out the examine that was going to be for March 27th when I was on vacation, uh, which is a callback to Ash Wednesday. So still very Lenten, still very appropriate and timely, uh, but just wanted to make you aware this is going to be based on our Ash Wednesday worship together and not on our March 19th worship together. Our March 19th worship service will be released on March 27th, and then our March 26th service uh, will be an examine that we use later on in the summer when I am once again on vacation, which leads into my second announcement. We do all this because we know that the Atkin Examine, the Atkin Lectio, and online worship are valuable and vital ways that we are able to connect to one another and connect to God and connect and grow our faith. And so through the month of March, we are doing an online fund drive to support the online ministries of Yadkinville United Methodist Church. If you have found the Yadkin Examine, Yadkin Lectio, online streamed worship, any of that helpful or beneficial to you and to your growth as a Christian, I invite you and encourage you to uh, give as you are able, uh, and every gift over $25 will receive a, receive a thank you gift. Uh, so it starts at stickers and goes up to the pastor coming and making you dinner, but you can see all those levels there on our church's website, yadkinvilleumc.org forward slash contribute. Just click through until you see online fund drive and all the levels of giving, all the levels of thank you gift are there. But now let us go into the Yadkin Examine. Welcome to the Yadkin Examine. My name is Jonathan Gaylord, the pastor at Yadkinville United Methodist Church, and the Yadkin Examine is a weekly podcast where every Monday we take a moment to reflect on the past week, give thanks to God, and seek strength for the day and week to come. The Examine comes out of a technique described by Ignatius Loyola and is still practiced by Jesuits twice daily. We've adapted it here to help us reflect on the events in our lives and discern God's presence and will for us. We'll use prompts for self-reflection from various sources, like the 22 questions John Wesley and the Holy Club at Oxford would ask themselves daily. In addition to that, we'll hear an excerpt from Sunday's sermon, and we'll draw some reflection questions from the sermon, our worship, and the scripture text. The reflection questions are listed in the show notes, and you may want to copy them so that you can write out your answers as a journaling practice. As we prepare to pray together, I invite you to take a moment to center your body, heart, and mind for prayer, maybe through taking several deep breaths, finding a comfortable posture, anything that helps you to be present to the Holy Spirit in our midst. Let us now pray together with an excerpt from our Ash Wednesday sermon preached by me, Jonathan Gaylord. One of my memories of ashes is when I was in third or fourth grade, wildfires came through uh, Flagler County, Florida, where my grandparents lived, maybe an hour, hour and a half away from where we were at the time. And they lived in kind of one of these newish developments that was still mostly forest. And so when these wildfires came through, they were evacuated, and they didn't get to go home. And the fire came through their development, came through where they lived, and uh, burned their house down. Now, when you, you see a house fire, uh, you're, when you're driving down the street and you see a house that, that's caught on fire, 
what you see is you see the fire department has gotten there and you can still kind of see that there's a house shape there it might be might be burned there might be char the the windows might be blown out the doors are knocked down you can see that it was at one point a house when your house is burned in a forest fire the fire department doesn't come because you're in the middle of a forest fire And so when my grandparents were finally able to go home, they didn't have a home. They had an ash pit. Thinking about Job in the book of Job in the Hebrew Bible, you have Job sitting on this pile of ashes, scraping his uh, sores with a potsherd. Like, that's what I imagine Job was sitting on, was sitting on my grandparents' completely leveled house. And after the the fire had passed, after the danger had gone, uh, we went out to their house with my parents, my brother, and my sister and I. And I remember my, uh, we went out there with a very specific purpose, which was to sift through the ashes. And it had rained since then. And so I remember standing in a part of the ash pile that had been my grandmother's bedroom and her directing me to kind of like where a, a dresser had been where some family jewelry had been stored and kind of going through this ash pile trying to find anything that could have been saved, any of those uh, mostly metal things that, that would have made it through a fire in some shape or form. I don't remember finding a whole lot. Uh, and what we did find was touched by the fire in pretty pretty extreme ways. But what sticks with me is the ash. Because the ash had gotten wet, and it had sat for a little while, and we were digging through it. My parents had had us wear older clothes, uh, knowing that we were going to be doing some messy work. And... The ash just clung to our shoes, and it clung to our clothes, and it clung to our bodies in such a way that when we were done, we just threw the clothes away. We just threw the shoes away. We scrubbed and scrubbed and got the ash off, and finally were able to get it off our skin, and the the clothes were just a total loss. That's what I think about when we come to Ash Wednesday, when we come to this service where we impose ashes, a a great liturgical term. It's the only thing we impose in the Christian church. We impose ashes. The sticky thing. This thing that clings to us that reminds us, not necessarily of our own sin, at least not in the way that we think of sin, it reminds us of our own mortality. It reminds us of our own need for God, our own need for Christ, our own need for salvation. Because I think so often we, we come to other people who are broken, who are hurting. We come to ourselves when when we're hurting or when we're broken and we say, there's no way I can be fixed. There's nothing that can make this any different. There's nothing that can make this any better. And we treat ourselves and often we treat others like wear my shoes at the end of when it was time to go home from my grandmother's and grandfather's uh, ash pit of a house. And we just throw them away, or we throw ourselves away, or we give in to hopelessness or depression or despair. 
that Ash Wednesday, in through the imposition of ashes, we remember, yes, we are marred. We are each broken in our own very particular ways. And Ash Wednesday begins a season of Lent where we are reminded that nothing, absolutely nothing, keeps us from the promise of God. No matter what we bring into Lent, Easter happens. Christ goes to the cross. We are offered deliverance and salvation. Christ doesn't look at us covered in ash and say, well, you're no good anymore. I can't get this clean. I can't get this right. I can't put this back together. God doesn't look at, look at us like the knights who came upon Humpty Dumpty and said, well, we can't do it. God looks at us and says, this is my beloved child. You are God's beloved child. No matter where you have been, no matter what tomorrow holds, no matter what you think you have done, no matter if you made a list of every wrong you've ever committed in your life, you are God's beloved child, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. God doesn't look at us like shoes covered in ash that are meant to be thrown away. God looks at us and says, this is a person who I have created and a person who I love. And so Lent isn't about coming before God with uh, flails and with sackcloth and with mourning. Lent is about coming before God and recognizing, God, I need your help. God, I need your love. God, I need your grace. God, I need your Son. Lent is about recognizing that we cannot do it on our own, but God has said, I'm here with you. All that sticky ash, all of the things that we think we carry with us that we can never unload, that we can never get rid of, God sees us and says, you are my beloved child, and that doesn't change anything. You are my beloved child, and no amount of ash, no amount of brokenness, no amount of hurt makes you any less loved. We come to Lent, we often think about, what am I giving up? What is my, my Lenten practice, my Lenten discipline? What am I going to do to get better? And I read the, the Gospel of Matthew text for today in the Paul's letter to Corinthians, and I'm struck by something that as Matthew uh, recounts Jesus telling his disciples to do all these things in secret, give your alms in secret, pray in secret, fast in secret. He's not saying to do these things in secret so that, uh, so that no one can see you. Yes, that's part of it. But he's saying do these in secret because your reward is with God. You don't do these things, you, you don't fast and look dismal so that people on earth can reward you. You do these things because in doing them, you enter into the joy of God who already loves us, who already loves you. 
We need Christ. We need the power and the movement of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it alone. But we also begin a season where we are reminded that God has said, I am going to show up because you are my beloved child, because you are my beloved creation. Almighty God, thank you for this opportunity to come before you in prayer, in confession, and in thanksgiving. Lord, be with us. Reveal to us your will, your voice, and your way as we pause in this moment of worship and prayer. Prayerfully consider your past week. What are you thankful for? Where has the Holy Spirit moved? As you consider where you may have fallen short, ask yourself these questions from John Wesley and the Holy Club. Am I consciously or unconsciously creating the impression that I'm better than I really am? In other words, am I a hypocrite? Am I honest in all my acts and words, or do I exaggerate? Do I pass on to another what was told to me in confidence? As we look ahead, ask yourself these questions drawn from the sermon. What comes to your mind when you think of ashes? What are the spiritual ashes that are on your heart? Where do you need the Holy Spirit to help or guide you? Almighty God, forgive us for where we have fallen short. Give us your power, your grace, and your righteousness to set our hearts and our lives back in alignment with you. Give us Christ's wisdom to see the world as you see it. And may we give you thanks this day and every day with all of our breath for all that you have already done for us. And may we grab hold of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Amen. Before we go out into this week, let us hear the scripture from Ash Wednesday once more from 2 Corinthians. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, as we work together with him. We urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain, for he says, at an acceptable time I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation I have helped you. See now is the acceptable time, see now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with your ministry, with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way, through great endurance, inflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, 
by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute, we are treated as impostors, and yet are true, as unknown and yet are well known, as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing everything. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much for praying the Yadkin Examine with us today. We'll be back next week with an excerpt from the March 19th sermon and scripture. And this is a great time if you are just a Yadkin Examine listener and would like to stay up to date on what's kind of going on at Yadkin Billy United Methodist Church. March 26th, the Reverend Donald Jenkins will be preaching, and it'll be a great, great sermon as he preaches to us from Ezekiel. And the Ezekiel text will actually be the Yadkin Lectio text that comes out this Wednesday, so that will be up to date. But if you'd like to hear his sermon and his take on Ezekiel chapter 37, I encourage you to check out our YouTube page and join us for worship either live at 10 a.m. on Sundays or recorded there on YouTube. And remember that throughout the month of March, we're doing an online fund drive to support the online ministries of Yadkinville UMC. If you'd like to give to that, encourage you to do so. If you're able, just head over to our church's website, yadkinvilleumc.org forward slash contribute. Any gift or donation you're able to make goes a long way to help make this ministry happen. And also any gift you give over $25 will send you a thank you. So go and check those out. Thank you so much for praying the Yadkin examine with us today. As you go out into this day and into this week, I invite you to keep God's love in your heart and in your mind and to keep these questions in your mind, seeking God's understanding and the working of the Holy Spirit until we pray together again. God bless.